Hello and welcome to this episode of Surveyor Says, the NSPS podcast. My name is Tim Birch and I am the Executive Director for the National Society of Professional Surveyors and your host for this podcast. Each episode of Surveyor Says features topics and guests from the world of surveying and geospatial professions and highlights up-and-coming personalities and technology. This episode will introduce you to our candidates for vice president in the upcoming NSPS officer elections. Our guests include James Nicolau IV, NSPS Director from California, Jeff Clendenning, NSPS Director from Alabama, and Tim Murphy, NSPS Director representing Illinois. Voting for this election will open on December 1st, and eligible members will receive an email with a link to the voting site. So, without further delay, here's our next installment of Surveyor Says, the NSPS Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is actually our Meet the Candidates. Uh, as we've, we've said in the prior podcasts, we take an opportunity to meet all of the candidates. So when you do get that, that email, if you're an eligible NSPS voter, you'll get an email on December 1st. It'll have a link in it, take, take you to the uh, voting website and uh, be able to pick the candidates uh, f- uh, from, the, from the slate. Um, so today, uh, we're going to start off with, uh, with our, actually, and James, you're our first uh, vice presidential candidate to talk to. So uh, we, uh, we'll, we'll load you up first. Uh, and please correct me, how, James Nicolau, right? That is correct. And I am Perfect. The of James Nicolau IV. Very good. Uh, professional surveyor in California. Tell us a little bit about, uh, well, who you work for and uh, how, you came, how you got to the position that you're at uh, in, in your current employment. Perfect. Thanks, Tim. So again, my name's James Nicolau IV. Um, the fourth kind of is a little bit important given that I have a lineage of surveying in the family and my father is still an acting surveyor as well here in California. So I just want to make sure we, we clarify that you know which which James Nicolau you're getting. Yes, yes, we would. Yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't elect him and go what? <laughs> what I, I'm doing? What? <laughs> it was a fun surprise. Yeah, there you go. So I am currently the CEO of Paradigm Geospatial. I founded the company about two and a half years ago now. Um, basically, and the real motivation for doing that was kind of when I stepped back from managing large scale teams, um, you know, in my previous roles at other companies, we we did a lot of large scale mapping, you know, having dozens of crews and hundreds of draftsmen and kind of looking at the environment and the way surveying was being held. Um, it basically just viewed throughout the community, seeing that there is a big shift kind of coming and a lot of it's already occurred as far as the work that we're doing as along with the value that's being assigned with the work that we do. I know as surveyors growing up in a surveying family, we always valued the work that we did, but that wasn't always the case with the community at large. You know, the, you had kind of just, we're a lot of people purchasing surveying and geospatial services is checking a box for a great many years and now with kind of the improvements that have happened in civil design and engineering, monitoring, and all of these other emerging fields, we're starting to see a lot more of that professionalism come across to where we're actually being, you know, held up and viewed as professionals. So kind of seeing that change occurring, we took a step back and looked at, well, what does the surveying business really look like? We we know how they've all been historically, but that model really hasn't changed in, you know, about 40 years or so since kind of the emergence of the EDMs and kind of the reductions of, you know, large, you know, three and four person field crews to two to one. And how do do we connect all of this emerging technology and but maintain the professional responsibility? So that was really the motivation for creating Paradigm. And along with that, it's it's provided me an opportunity to have a lot more free time per se, not necessarily free time. You know, we work a lot, but right. I'm able to dictate 
I'm able to dictate where my time is being spent. And a lot of that in the last couple of years has been with the profession and building up the profession and kind of introducing it to outside folks. You know, we've, we've done a lot with some of the local colleges here in the South, uh, Southern California, predominantly as far as reaching out to computer science individuals, mainly, um, showing them kind of what we do and how a lot of these things correlate to core principles that they're already familiar with and, you know, attracting them into the surveying and geospatial side. So that's been really exciting to see. And then through that, you know, I'm back to being the president of the San Diego chapter of the California Land Surveyors Association. Um, I've fulfilled that role previously several times and kind of ran through all the chairs there. And through that, I'm now, you know, a director with the state representing San Diego, as well as the Emerging Technology Commission that we have within the CLSA at the state level. Nice. And just just helping kind of marry some of these different ideologies and things that exist out there and bring together the technology side and how do we actually get work done and and through that, I um, also sit on our state's uh, JPPC, the Joint Order of Practicing Professionals. So we review a lot of work that is um, being questioned by the state board. You know, they reach out to us to get opinions for establishing what is the actual ethical standard that, you know, surveyors need to meet. So it's it's nice to kind of be tangentially joined in all of these roles and i think through the nsps that's going to be uh you know something that we can bring forward as well good good well and i i've got to ask because we talked about uh, your, your father as 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 a surveyor um as a fellow second second well i'm second generation um were you dragged into it i mean everybody seems to think that second gen second third generation surveyors are it's something they've been dragged into and they were forced to do because of what well, you know whatever just uh i had an opportunity to try it and fell in love with it i mean what what's your story how did you get into surveying i was dragged into it you know, I mean, <laughs> okay. I've, got, I've got photos of me you know it four and five out on construction sites dragging around laugh bags and stuff with my dad and you know, and my uncle, like it, it very much was just a part of life. My dad's office was out of his house. So surveying was always around. I've always been, uh, you know, as an individual, much more keen and adapt at working on the technology side of, you know, being able to draft, you know, in the late eighties, early nineties as a really young child and then kind of sticking with everything, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I started hand drafting and doing blue lines, mm -hmm. you know, and generating all of our records and things that way. And so seeing the progression and understanding kind of the root causes of a lot of what we do and the why and how things work, you know, it's it's one thing to generate a surface, you know, in civil 3D or in, in, in some sort of CAD environment. It's another to do it with a Leroy table and a pen and a grid. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually hand drawing in the tin and creating the contours and things like that but it's it's kind of that understanding helps you know me bridge the gap between some of the tech that's coming out and how does that actually work and relate and tie into what was done historically so having that kind of merriment there but really to get to your question i did not want to be a surveyor you know we go to <laughs> 17 18 it was like I've grown up doing this at every free moment that I had, uh, you know, here in Southern California, it's a mm -hmm. pretty group of surveyors and my dad's friends were all surveyors. And it was like, Oh, we had somebody call in sick. Oh, here, take my kid. Yeah. Here, Ooh. You go. go out with you. <laughs> so, so yeah, I actually, you know, worked through and got educated on the computer science side, um, mainly around like error analysis and, code detection and things like that. And then that spurred into distributed systems as, you know, cloud computing and the internet became more of a mainstay. And, you know, we had the recession there. So 
it was like, okay, we'll we'll focus on surveying. That that was that was kind of the the fruit that was available at the time. And I'll I, you know I never I'll never forget when I was actually on the first date with my now wife after kind of working for four or five survey companies coming out of the recession, just trying to fill out my week. You know, I got my first full-time job offer from uh, an engineering company here the same day I got an offer from Sony. Mm. So I was like, okay, this is a lot of like critical life things that are all happening at the same Yes. <laughs> and ultimately, you know, I, I, I ended up sticking with surveying and uh, going over to the engineering company, you know, come years down the road, I now, you know, have done a bunch of work and outside consulting for Sony over the years and kind of maintained some of those relationships. So it's, it's nice that I, I got to do really what I know well, just having grown up in it and been immersed in it. And I also get to do what I really like, which is a lot of the technical side of things and, you know, interlacing technology and just showing how all of this can be married together to help us work safer and more efficiently. Yep, exactly. Well, um, I find I find that amusing because I, I well, my fir- my first couple of days, yeah, I was dragged out, but after that, I fell in love with it. And so it's like I said, it's always interesting to hear. Maybe some people didn't always love it, and it was there was other things to do. So, uh, but that's that's funny. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, okay, then let's let's talk. What, what's spent that? Many, spent too many formative years, you know, in the middle of streets, chiseling up asphalt to get to monuments. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, let me ask you, um, with 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 your background and and, and the various things that you've you've in, involved yourself in, how do you see that working together with with all of the commitments you've made to associate uh, the association and and the and the San Diego chapter and and all of the time and effort that's went into all of all of those um, endeavors with them and promoting the profession. I mean, how do you see that working together? How critical is that working together? So for me, what I look at the work that I'm already doing, you know, with the local associations and bringing outside individuals in and a lot of the education and outreach, it's in large part what I would ultimately be doing as the vice president with the NSPS. However, I would be able to roll some of those things out, the dub white papers that we've created and work and training things that have been compiled over the years to a larger audience that would help, I believe, folks avoid having to rework a lot of the issues and things that we've already come against. You know, we've we've got a, a pretty immense trove of lessons learned at this point in dealing with different legislators and city agencies and municipalities and trying to get them to understand the legal requirements, ramifications of surveying and how it fits into everything. And really with the NSPS being involved, you know, one of my main things that I'd like to do is is ultimately take some of the more local efforts that I've been doing at, at a larger scale and roll them out you know, more nationwide, because ultimately, you know, my, my main goal that I have that all of these little pieces, you know, everything's kind of little pieces of the puzzle that you're slowly putting together over time is future proofing the industry. You know, we've, we've done a, a lot of work at hardening and securing basically the work that we've always done the way we've always done it historically. However, when you start looking forward, you know, five years down the road, what does surveying look like? 10 years, what does it look like? How much of that's been eroded by other things? You know, you have constantly that kind of very fine teetering that occurs between, you know, us and the GIS folks. You have the construction side where contractors are wanting to begin self-performing a lot more. It's becoming more right. And then you kind of have the federal government side, which has massive workbooks of projects that's going out to non-surveyors. And it's Mm -hmm. a lot of geospatial engineering and uh, geospatial opportunities there that are really quite large when compared to, you know, say construction, they're two or three times the amount in dollars. And it's how do we, you know, work with, 
fed uh, the federal side on legislature to get surveying a, to be a defined item that basically can capture or at least be tangentially involved in a lot of the other work that's being performed. Exactly. Well, no, look forward to uh, uh, hearing more about those types of things because it, it, it is, it's, we've got to look out for what is around the corner. And uh, obviously we're still doing what we can to adapt to the, to all of the technology, all the data, all the, all the high tech stuff that goes on. Um, it's, it's really convincing that next generation or two of putting this all together and and, and really tr- and turning them onto a what what is a fan, it's a fantastic profession um, regardless of you know how uh, how much of a homer I am with it being you know being involved with it for so long it just it is it's a really cool thing to do um, one question I do have for you being in your region. Uh, since since the San Diego area is is such an urban sprawl, um, we, we've always had a, an, an issue with with recruiting um, new surveyors, and there's always been a draw. It just seems like there's always been a draw from uh, you know big, tall, strapping farm boys. Well, when there's no when there's not that type of a, um, a, a you know of an element to pull from that that. Um, where do, if you're in Southern California, where do you find surveyors? So I've I've heard a lot of folks struggle with it. You know this this kind of recruitment thing over the years, and it kind of raised concern with it. And it's not something I've ever experienced. Um, you know we've we regularly get what six to nine applications per week just through our portal just. By existing. So the other thing, though, too, is a, a lot of times when I hear, you know, oh, we can't find people to work. It's OK. What are you doing? This is a lot of times more of a, you know, it's not them. It's you. Yeah, just something to kind of keep in mind that, OK, we can't get people to come in. They don't want to work with us. We're not finding talent or, you know, procuring anything. And I ask people, it's like, where when I when I had to do hiring at a larger scale and needed, you know, I need half a dozen people relatively quickly, I would call the local fire stations, figure out when they were doing their fireman, the uh, certification class. And that's only got about a three to six percent pass rate. And there's hundreds of individuals that show wow. up. Mm-hmm. Now, bear in mind, all of these individuals are physically fit, they're educated, they understand safety in a level that most of our staff doesn't, and uh, only maybe 6% of them are going to find employment. Right. So I would just call and figure out when the classes were, and I'd go and sit in the parking lot with a stack of my cards <laughs> and just go, here, here, in case you don't, here. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's ingenious. I do like that because you're right. It it they have very 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 high standards physically, um, and 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 a lot of the the the, the intelligence that goes along with that. I mean, I did, uh, yeah. There's not too many dumb fire well dumb firefighters out there because it's it's it it's a it's a it's a critical thinking uh, job as well. So. It's a good work pool to pull from, you know, if you're looking for more field, you know, individuals and things like that, that's, that's a great avenue, you know, for office staff, it's go to the colleges and get in front of the computer science. Yep. Or get, give me data engineers, backend developers, like they will immediately understand coordinate geometry, octrees, error, like error statistical problem, like statistical analysis. They are highly skilled at this and research you know there's so it's it's you kind of just got to instead of staring at your keyboard waiting for the individual to knock on the door because that's how it happened 30 years ago it's not really the world we live in today so it requires a modicum of effort to actually get out there and talk with folks and hunt them, you know, you're, you're basically kind of hunting down the crowds that you're looking for. Um, you know, like, you know, I do the same thing on LinkedIn. It's like, pick the, pick the college that's close to you. Look at, let's filter it out by the graduating class and right. start looking at individuals that you'd potentially hire and connect with them. 
Exactly. Background, your volunteer activities, they're usually pretty good about posting most of that on their LinkedIn profile. And you just go through pretty quick and connect with 10 or 15. And out of, you know, usually when I do that, I get eight or nine resumes out of it. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a, that's that's a good point, and you're right. If we're changing in so many different ways, from like you said, 20, 30, 40 years ago, uh, hiring needs to change as well. That's a that's a great point. Um, trying to be uh, cognizant of, of of your time. Um, the one question that we've been asking all of the candidates is: as an NSPS officer, what will be your primary focus for the organization? It's evolution. <laughs> really, that's that's a lot of what it comes down to is, you know, like I'd mentioned, is future-proofing the industry. And as part of that, it's going to have to evolve. You know, there's there's the ways that ultimately, it, it's the same thing I told the CLSA when I was coming in originally. If you're happy with the way things are going right now and you want this to continue as it is for 10 years, not the person to pick. Right. Yeah. However, if you want to start, you know, trying to address and get in front of some of these items, and I think there is benefit to having a more cohesive endeavor, especially, you know, with me coming out of California, where we've got a lot of surveyors and legislators and work that's, you know, already kind of happening along these lines that it, it, it becomes a little bit easier to do some of these larger items, you know, especially at the federal or national level, you know, working with NCs or the title company, uh, the title association, things like that, to where, you know, there's there's some pretty glaring pitfalls that we can shore up across the board. And instead of, you know, me having to do that work or somebody else in California doing that work, and then somebody in Nevada and then Wyoming right. and Florida, it's like, Let's just co- collaborate and bring a lot of the resources together. Nope. That's a great point. Great point. Um, any final thoughts, any parting shots uh, that you'd, you'd like to offer? Uh, no, I mean, we, 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 we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> you may have to rewind a little bit here or there. Um, but no, I, I think that's, you know, it's a, it's a huge honor of my part to even be, you know, included in this, in this vote and be, you know, considered for positions like this, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, I wouldn't have considered really being an option seven or eight years ago, you know, earlier on in my career that, oh, this all, you know, that'll happen way, way mm-hmm. down the line. And, and to be here today, you know, doing this for you all is, uh, it's a huge honor. That is, it is. Well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate uh, the, the the opportunity to get to know you a little more and uh, and uh, to share your story and share share what we've we've you know we potentially got a chance to work with even closer. So, um, for those, you know, just to re- reiterate, the the, the votes will come. Uh, the the ballots will come out on December first. You'll uh, the voting members of NSPS, those who qualify, will get an email with a link to the website, to the voting site. Uh, I, like a kid, I have to say this because I'm from Illinois. It's not like Chicago. It's not vote early, vote often. You'll get one shot at this and we'll, we'll get it done. Uh, but please vote. Uh, that's what we're asking for. So, James, thanks again for your time. And uh, we'll see if we're talking to you again a, a little, little more in depth uh, shortly. I look forward to it. Thanks a lot, Tim. Thank you. Hello and welcome to this. Uh, actually, this is going to be the segment of Surveyor Says. We are interviewing the vice president candidates for the upcoming uh, 2024 election. And our next victim, I mean guest, is uh, a gentleman from Alabama, uh, Jeff Clendenning. He, uh, while he's uh, somewhat somewhat new to the the NSPS organization and the board of directors uh, I've been very very involved as we'll get to get to hear here in just a second but uh Jeff I, I appreciate you taking time to to talk to us and, and and really just get for the the voters to get an, an idea of who you are what you and what you're all about because those ballots will be coming out this Friday December 1st and uh, we would like to see uh, as much participation as possible so Mr. Jeff Clendenning Alabama Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Tim. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm uh, currently reside in Alabama. I've been down here since um, 1987. Uh, I joined the military and was stationed at Fort McCollin and uh, met my wife down here. And those roots are very deep. So I will not be pulling them up and going anywhere. I was informed. <laughs> yes. So, um, I currently uh, work at Calhoun County. I am the county surveyor and um, floodplain manager. And um, I have my own practice on the side. And it's a very small, just one man job that I, that I do myself. Uh, and interesting enough, I've been on the city council for the city of Weaver since 2008. And I have been uh, the mayor for over the past year of the city. So that's just a little bit about me. Yeah, I think I think that makes you unique to the to I mean the the I'm, I'll say the diversity of all of the various uh, functions of the surveyors within the the directors that we have a mayor in our midst. Yes. So yes. that's which is kind of cool. So yes. um, I'm I, actually not the only mayor uh, surveyor. There is another one in Alabama. Really? Yes. I'll, I'll be darned. Well, that's good because I, there are some days when I, I wonder about uh, our elected officials and what backgrounds they come from. So at least I think if maybe maybe with surveying background, you got we got a little bit of a fighting chance, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> so tell us about uh, I mean, survey. I mean, every surveyor's got a story. Every, it's just interesting how people get into things. And uh, so tell us. I mean, how did you get to this point? I mean, where, how did surveying get into your blood? Well, it, it is, mine's probably unique to uh, most people. Um, my dad, I grew up in Wisconsin and my dad was the tax assessor for a township. And um, I remember sitting uh, at home and my dad would read old deeds and he would start at a the northeast corner of the northeast corner of the southwest quarter, and he would have me retracing it on the, a map to ensure that it was in the right spot. And then when I got a little bit older, I would read them and he would retrace them. And um, he always told me that surveying is a great, great uh, uh, profession if you ever get a chance to go into it. And I ended up um, going into the military in 87, and I was a heavy construction equipment operator. Uh, but when on some of my deployments, we didn't have survey teams, but we had equipment. And I would go in with the equipment and stake out the roads. And uh, there was no right of way um, in Honduras. You just had the roads. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and I would help lay out the road and set the, the stakes, slope stakes, and, and then actually construct the road. And it was, uh, it, it was very interesting how I got into it. Yeah, that is. And it, 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 it's amazing all of the facets uh, that, you know, Early activity and whatever it may be, you know, we hear a lot of construction. We hear some come from civil engineering and such. So it's good to good to hear that uh, that the military is an op option uh, for somebody coming into the yes. serving profession. Obviously, so and uh, you're you're a pretty good product uh, to to show for that. Well, and uh, at the last uh, meeting at NSPS, I was uh, appointed the liaison to the military. And uh, that's one of the focuses that I'll, I'll bring up later on that we're going to be working on. Sure. Well, I tell you what, let's let's back up a little bit. Um, besides your profession, uh, you've been very involved in the state association and 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 just uh, the uh, well, let's just say the, the volunteerism and the giving back uh, that that goes along with being part of the association. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you've been involved in the Alabama Association and some of those endeavors. All right. Well, at the ASPLS. I've been a district director for, I would say, probably 10 to 12 years uh, with a break in between and giving somebody else the opportunity. Um, I've been on the commit different committees like the Education Committee, the Workforce uh, Development Committee, uh, the Bylaws Committee, 
And I think probably the, the two most rewarding bylaws is not the most rewarding. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> um, but the two the, uh, being on the education committee and being able to go through and give scholarships out and award those and go into different competitions. I really enjoy that. And the workforce development uh, right now we're working at, uh, a we have we just, we're putting a video out and it's actually going to be at two year colleges and it's on an eighth grade level but it's going to introduce uh, people to surveying and let them know what they what it's like I mean just from the basics and 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 when they're done they'll know what a, a rod is at least but it's gonna it's gonna introduce them to it. You bet. Well, and I guess that also leads to uh, my, my next question of that bridging that, uh, I won't say the, necessarily the gap between the state and the national, but you've been very involved. Obviously, you're, you're the mayor and, and at the, and the county levels at, uh, in your job, but you've also been involved at the state level and getting involved as a director at, at NSPS. You've been involved at the national level as far as, the, as, as lobbying and really promoting the profession uh, at the legislative levels. Uh, yes, uh, one of the uh, I've been with the NSPS, the director from Alabama, for about three years now, and I really uh, if I would ask that if anybody ever gets a chance to go to Day on the Hill, um, it is it's just amazing uh, to g- go and meet your congressmen and your senators and get out there and and introduce a bill or promote a bill or just to see and, and see it come to fruition and get it done and go, I was a part of that. And it's really amazing being at the NSPS level and I'm on the bylaws committee there too. Uh, and I was put on the XCOM as a member of uh, about a year ago, but the um, just, just having the, the, what happens in DC and what NSPS actually does for each state and how they protect our licenses and what's going on in the background and everything that gets promoted. Uh, it's just an eye opener. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and it's nice having that connection uh, at, at various levels with our directors. And it's been very, very uh, uh beneficial for NSPS and, and your, your local ties um, yeah. coming, coming up into, into, you know, into, into being able to, you know, it's one thing to walk into a congressman or a senator's office and talk to a staffer. It's another thing for the, the congressman to make time in their day to meet with you. And uh, that's what uh, I've, 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 appre- I've personally have appreciated what you've done for, uh, for the serving profession uh, w- with Congressman Rogers there yeah. from Alabama. Um, well, I'm kind of fortunate. He does buy water from the city of Weaver. So I told him his water rates will go up if he doesn't support. Ah, there you go. And um, his new son-in-law is a server. So we're good. Oh, nice. That's, that's, that's excellent. That's excellent. Well, as we're talking about the election here and, and uh, being nominated for, for vice president, um, I guess looking forward, I mean, that, the one thing about the the the, the interesting part of being uh, nominated and being and being elected for vice president, it's actually a four year commitment going through vice president through uh, through uh, the, the all of the stages um, up to, to president. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, past president, immediate yeah, immediate past president. So I mean, it's a four year commitment that really gives you an opportunity to to put some, put some ideas and some thoughts out there. So I guess yeah. giving that an opportunity, what are some of your thoughts about going forward? What is the, what is the uh, serving profession uh, you have in mind for it, for, uh, for potentially your time as, as, as an, as an officer? All right. Well, uh, first of all, I want to thank NSPS and the directors for, for the nomination, uh, whether I win or not, just being, nominated for this position is an honor. Uh, I'm really, I've already won. Uh, (laughs) It it, it just being nominated. Um, A couple of my main focuses that I really want to see 
uh, NSPS promote and move on with. Uh, one of them being, uh, and it comes with being the liaison to the military. Uh, we are real, and being a vet myself, I really want to see us get into the military uh, and possibly have our CST program uh, in there with the cool program. Uh, having it offered maybe as a correspondence course in the military because you get promotion points for correspondence courses in the military right? and have that set up, uh, working directly with the TAPS program. And there's a new program that we just learned about. It's called Hire Heroes. And um, we're going to be working directly with them. We've already got some meetings set up with Fort Leonardwood, Missouri, where I actually did my basic in AIT and my BNOC. Um, so I'm looking forward to going back there and actually sitting down with these people and getting these MOSs of surveying and topographic surveying and unmanned aircraft um, uh, flying them and, and getting and promoting surveying within that. And I think that is going to be awesome because I know I would hire a vet coming out of the military because he's going to be there. He or she's going to be there. They're going to be motivated and they're going to have some experience. And that's just a win-win. Absolutely. No, you're, you're, you're spot on because, uh, you know, besides just the fact that, you know, we, we are like a lot of, a, a lot of professions and occupations, we're looking for people. Yeah. Um, you're right. The, the background that uh, a, a future surveyor coming out of the military has already got a lot of those, a lot of, a lot of those competencies and, uh, and characteristics already built in. And yes. uh, it, it'd be nice to be able to really make that connection. And uh, yeah, what this, what you're doing with, uh, with several other people within the organization, the workforce development, I think is just, and the CST program, I think it's uh, it, you're right. It is a win-win. And uh, we look we look forward, regardless of the outcome of the election, we look forward to continue yeah. pushing that thing forward, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and you did bring up the other people that are working with this, our current uh, president, Bob, um, uh, Norm and Tim Murphy, who also is running for vice president. Uh, great people to be working with. And we're going to see this through. I'm excited about it. Exactly. Well, trying to be uh, respectful of your time, uh, you know, busy, busy there at the, at the county and also trying to trying to run a municipality. Uh, any final thoughts you want to give us? I mean, what are you looking forward to going into 24 and uh, anything short term that you, you really want to see us uh, really NSPS push forward on? Uh, well, I'm really looking forward to the spring conference at, in D.C., um, I'm really excited about the student competition coming up, and I would just encourage uh, as NSPS members, if you get the chance to go to D.C. and go early now this year and be involved in the student educate the student uh, competition uh, to do it, I think it's going to be great. Um, and one last thing, I just want to mention mm -hmm. this. Uh, one of the big things that I think that we really need to work at at the national level and the state levels is, is continuing to promote and protect our licenses. Um, and Agreed. I think that's going to be probably our biggest challenge in the next four years and um, get to know your legislation. Whoever, your legislator, your congressmen, your senators, get to know them because NSPS is going to be calling on you to help and get some stuff pushed through to protect our licenses. Absolutely. Very well said, because you're right. It is, it's going to be an ongoing struggle uh, to make sure that, that uh, our license, our licensure is protected. Yep. Um, it just, it's, it's a, it's a strange situation. I understand what they're trying to do as far as reducing government in some places, but there are some things, including surveying that needs to be protected. So yes, well said, well said. Well, well, I appreciate your time, Jeff. Now, Thank you, sir. Um, remember, if you're a voting member, if you're if you're uh, eligible for uh, voting at the NSPS level, you will be getting an email from uh, our our uh, voting consultant uh, on Friday, uh, December first. Uh, it's not Illinois, so you can't vote early, vote often. But uh, <laughs> uh, please make your vote uh, make your vote count. Uh, we got a great slate of officers for secretary. Yes and for vice president this year. So we look forward to that. Jeff, we look forward to working with you regardless of the outcome. And uh, uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
Hello and welcome to another segment of Surveyor Says. This is your host, Tim Birch. And today we are speaking with another one of the candidates for vice president of NSPS. That election's coming up uh, very, very quickly. I can't believe it's almost December already, that it's uh, Friday, December 1st. The, uh, if you are a voting eligible voting member of NSPS, you will get a ballot uh, emailed to you from our uh, our ballot election provider um that way we and and you know even though i'm talking to an illinois person and i'm a former illinois person it's not vote early vote often but uh once you get it do it uh but today i'm i'm talking to uh and uh i will say it is an old friend uh tim murphy uh, we have a little bit of history goes back a ways uh, through IPLSA. We actually worked for the same company for a short time, and uh, it's really been a lot of fun seeing Tim work his way through here. So, well, first off, welcome, Mr. Murphy. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for putting this uh, podcast together and having me on today. Appreciate you, your time. You bet. Well, it's 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 important that we highlight the the the, the strengths of, of all of the candidates. And I'll be honest with you, there's uh, just in, in going back through the resumes and talking to everyone. It's just there is a great group of, of individuals that have stepped up and wanted to to uh, throw their hat in a ring for this this year. And, and uh, uh, it's been a lot been a lot of fun talking to them and uh, as it will be today as well. Uh, we're we're very fortunate. NSPS is very fortunate in that regard. And I've talked to uh, Jeff Clendenning quite a bit uh, recently, but even over the last couple of years, gotten to know him. And as I said, as an organization, NSPS is very fortunate to have qualified candidates uh, running, and it's not just a single uh, single type candidate uh, vote. You bet. Well. Look, I'll tell you what, and we, we should probably get this started. So uh, trying to be cognizant of your time as well. Uh, you're a busy guy. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, where you're at now, how you got into surveying, and uh, uh, really what, what's, what's your role right now um, in your job and uh, within the various organizations that you, you belong to? Yeah, well, that that question I could take ten minutes for myself. I'll try and, uh, <laughs> set a timer. I'll set an internal clock timer. Maybe uh, shorten that up a little bit. Um, I'm currently working for Surveying and Mapping SAM LLC, and I've been here go going on a year right now. Uh, my official title is Department Manager, uh, but honestly, I'm, I was brought on as the uh, face of the organization here in Chicago to develop business and expand our business uh, as we've been doing across the nation. And it's been a great change for me. Um, you know, I spent a couple decades at a uh, engineering surveying and engineering firm uh, where we crossed paths for a few years. And which, you know, again, I look at all my career stops and, and this is really only my fourth job uh, through my career. They've all been good, varying different experiences, and I wouldn't trade any of them for anything. Um, so and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing right here now. You know, things are going well. Yeah, you know, hey, when you're in a booming economy, you know, it's it's always a little bit easier other than finding help. That's the challenge. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But, uh, you know, I, and and just a real quick and uh, everyone likes to know. And we, I always I always like hearing this from the young surveyors that are involved in our organization. How did you get into surveying? And for me, I just stumbled upon it. It was, uh, you know, uh I was coming out of high school and I had a couple different options, a couple irons in the fire. I was unemployed and the job working for the engineer surveyor just happened to come through first, thankfully, because my other prospects by hindsight were not as good. And it just, uh, I fell in love. Uh, I fell in love, uh, went back to school, uh, at least got uh, some college classes, whatever coursework was involved. I didn't go back to a degree program, but uh, um, just fell in love right from the very beginning, working outside, and the elements and the different things, the aspects, the math aspects, the history aspect, the research, it all just kind of clicked. And, and um, you know, some of the, and I'm sure you've done this in your time here in, in the Chicago and Midwest, but uh, some of the county recorders, particularly the Chicago County Recorder and the steeped history with the city of Chicago and, and some of the records they have, the original plats, of course, going back to the 1800s, but yeah, I'm not saying anything that anyone else hasn't seen in their own counties. It's just, uh, it was just the whole thing fascinated me and and uh, uh, kind of kept me involved. Well, that's just it. That's part of it. And that's what I like about hearing these stories of how surveyors got into the profession. And a lot of times it just happened to, happened to be at the right place at the right time. And it come across uh, uh, 
uh, just various tasks that that uh, that intrigued. I know it intrigued me. It sounds like it intrigued you. That it just it everything just for whatever reason it clicked. And uh, I guess that's the, that's the reason that you know I guess a lot of us have passion to make sure that we find uh, find opportunities to have that 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 click moment for others as well. Yeah, for me it was the finding of a career. You know, it was one of these things. I'm I'm loving what I'm doing and. And hey, wait, you're paying me on top of this. <laughs> I get to be outside. I get to, you know, go hiking through the woods and doing all kinds of things. And um, it, it really truly was a, a love at first, uh, uh, first, first sight. I'm not sure if that's the right phrase, but <laughs> it, it clicked immediately. <clears throat> well, so having, having that, uh, that opportunity to jump into this career and uh, yes, you've been, the, the obviously the work environment that, that uh, you know we've been around you and I were around the Chicago area long enough we saw the 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 peaks and valleys of of uh, what the economy does there. Um, I guess what what then what uh, what was your push to get involved at the volunteer level uh, with with um, the Illinois Society with the chapter level with with everything that that uh, that you've done uh, as far as your volunteerism. Well, it's kind of funny. I wish I could take, I can't take any credit for getting started in that. It was my second job, my first job as a, a professional land surveyor. And my boss told me, he says, you're going to go to this, join this organization. You're going to go to the meetings and you're gonna get, going to get to know these people. <laughs> so I was told that, that that was part of the job re requirement and I did it. And guess what? I got to know these people. I've made, started making friends and, and uh, acquaintances. Um, and one day someone called me up and because it's a lot harder to say no uh, when someone asks you directly, but uh, throughout a lot of softball uh, pleasantries and of my involvement and engagement and, and they set the hook and uh, <laughs> uh, that was a chapter office position. So, nice. you know, and then, but as you get involved and that was, that's for me, um, my involvement with the IPLSA started off small like that. And I'd never thought of going on to state office. This was just local chapter stuff, one bite at a time. But then after a while, you start getting more involved and, and then I became a delegate. So I was going down to the, uh, at the time there were quarterly meetings held in person in Springfield, um, where you'd meet people from all across the state and you'd be dealing with these uh, state organizations, the state organization that dealt with the legislation um, and other matters that are affecting surveyors statewide and at times nationwide. And I just found it intriguing and that involvement and engagement. I just enjoyed it, um, which then eventually led me to uh, uh, take that next step a little bit further and get involved at the state level. And, and uh, you know, ran through uh, as a director and then uh, uh, secretary treasurer and through the whole offices uh, through pre you know, presidency. And I think it's just that sense. I like to be involved. I like to be in the know. I like to know what's going on with the profession uh, that's meant so much to me. Um, and it just kind of continued to draw me in. Well, and there was something, you know, at the time uh, we were both, uh, well, we were working together and working through IPLSA on different functions. Um, and I guess that that's part of the, 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 the transition to the NSPS role, but even at the state level, um, uh, tell us a little bit about the involvement as far as, as lobbying and the importance of getting in front of legislators uh, at the local level, the state level, you know, and how that's, you know, that's led to opportunities at the national level, but even at the grassroots level, the state level, that how important that is. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. That's been, uh, um, that's been something that's both intrigued and amazed me both at the state level and now at the national level of how important that is. And, and I hadn't really realized it until I got involved um, at a higher level with the state association, um, you know, following the laws and how they impact our profession and how that there are other others out there that would, <laughs> for their own benefit, um, do harm to our profession. Mm -hmm. So to be part of the organization, and, and I think you and I attended Lobby Day a few times, similar to NSPS, our state had a Lobby Day that we'd go down and meet with the, uh, the representatives and, and senators uh, from our state and just express our same thing with NSPS. We would pick a few topics that are most important to us and we'd go talk to them about it. Um, because like anything, it's kind of long game, right? You're, you may not make that impact on that one visit, but it's building the relationships, uh, getting to know your legislators. So when something important does come up, 
it's not you're not cold calling them for the first time. You know, you you've met with them before or meet, met with their uh, um, their aides anyway. You, you know, at the state level, it's more common. We do get to meet with sometimes right. representatives, but uh, often it's not even not even at the state level. So it's just uh, it was kind of an eye opener to me of how critical that is to our profession and the preservation and of the public uh, saving the public or protecting the public health and and what we're really uh, licensed to do. Exactly. And I guess that's what I, I look fondly back on those Illinois days um, as well. You know, simply the fact that um, we were able to push legislation through to, to uh, update this Land Surveyors Act. Um, you and I worked together to help uh, basically save and solidify the the, uh, the the involvement with the with the Julie, the underground locating and uh, the, the ability to, to be for surveyors to be basically exempt from uh, having to, to go through all of that and all the hassles. So, um, yeah, it was it's like I said, it's really been great to see how much that uh, that you've been you've stayed involved with uh, with all of that legislatively moving into the moving into the, the federal level. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the step up, and you know, really, the I'll say the nuances between being involved at a national, at a state level, chapter state level, and now at a national level. What uh, what what do you see that's similar, different, and 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 I guess the varying importance of all of it. Well, I would I would say first of all, I would say it's very similar, um, very similar, just maybe at a little bit bigger of a stage. Um, and, and there's a lot of parallels I could draw to this, but, you know, I, I was not um, I was not overly engaged with NSPS, even through my years as state officer. I was not overly engaged with NSPS. And and I guess keep in mind from a big picture standpoint, this is when the MOUs and the, and the state memberships were just coming about. So I would say I'm probably in the majority there of people that weren't overly engaged. Um, but as the culmination of my pre of year as president, uh, I was invited to go to the NSPS meetings. And at the time, uh, Illinois, we were working on a lot of uh, workforce development issues and NSPS had just started a workforce development uh, uh, committee. So uh, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I came out to this meeting, went to lobby day. I think you and I, uh, you showed me the, the way on Capitol Hill. And, you know, I came out of this with how could I have not known <laughs> How could I have not known what a great organization this is and how involved it is? And meeting with the other directors and, and uh, understanding that each director, I'm just another director. Yes, I've gone through all the state offices and chapters of offices. That's what everybody's been through, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, everybody that I met was very involved and very engaged. Um, so it just raised that level up a little bit to me. Um, but as I said, a lot of the same. Yeah, you know, and and that's I think the things that have amazed me is just how much as different as we all may be based on our geographics, how we are dealing with the same issues from state to state, um, and even I got a little taste of that at FIG this uh, past uh, year, internationally, same issues, right? Just different geographics. Well, and we can't thank you enough for uh, we had a, a transition at, at uh, the leadership of uh, for the chair of the workforce development not long after you started. And uh, the fact that you stepped up and did it, I guess, in your, from your perspective, how 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 fulfilling has that been being engaged uh, at a national level uh, with workforce development? Like you said, it, it's the same everywhere, but uh, it is a little bit different. Because we are at a national level, and uh, the, the varying pieces of of helping oversee a, a, a committee at this level. Well, you know, I tell you what, um, it started off. You know, things were going well, right? This is all pre-COVID. Things were going well. We got it started off with the, uh, and at that time, it was Kurt Sumner had uh, direct had given us our committee some direction, and and we were chasing after a few things, and and we started asking questions like, well what is the most important thing? What are we trying to accomplish? Because like any committee, you've got so many things you can do. It's not until you isolate and, and set some clear, specific goals uh, that you can accomplish anything. And now throw COVID in. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, that, that that turned out to be quite a challenge. I mean, um, it just the meeting remotely, uh, yeah, the world got put on pause, you know, for a short period of time. And, and, and with it, a lot of the 
uh, NSPS and state activities got got put on pause. So that, that slowed us down. We lost a little bit of momentum, I would say. But coming out of it, um, we've got a great group. And, and I'll tell you what, that's probably been the biggest, uh, it's still a challenge, but that's probably been the biggest improvement is that we've had a consistent group of uh, committee members. Uh, we meet monthly. Uh, we talk about our goals. In fact, that's where we're kind of reestablishing. We, you know, reestablishing as we go into 2024, what are the most important things that we can do? Because it has shifted around. And I think one of the reasons we've been, had some of the success we've had is because we isolated one or two most important things and focused on those to, to accomplish them. Well, and then speaking of focus, okay, you've thrown your hat in the ring for a vice president and it's a four year commitment uh, to run through the offices. Um, obviously, besides your enthusiasm and for the workforce development, is there anything else that's immediately on your radar that you would like to, to try to implement uh, during your time uh, as, as an officer during that, during that stretch? Well, I'll say yes, but I'm going to be cautious about that because one of the things that I think is happening right now as we speak is that the, uh, the leadership, uh, XCOM under our current uh, president, Bob Atkins, is working on a strategic plan. And I know there have been discussions with Bob uh, as the current president, um, Amanda's the past president, and, and Linda and Davey uh, as the uh, incoming presidents for that transition and for them to work together as a team. And to be honest with you, when I, when I reflect back on, our, on my state association, that's something I thought that was missing, was that, that transitional, that group of the, the, the current, past, and, and future presidents getting together the year goes by as, as president very fast. I became aware of that at the state level. No sooner had <laughs> I started till I, I was basically done. Um, you know, and it'd be, I, me personally, I think it's foolish to think that you're gonna accomplish a tremendous amount on your own in that one year. And the key words there are on your own. We accomplish much more as a group. So I'm really looking forward to kind of establishing what the goals are for NSPS or being part of the XCOM right now uh, with a strategic plan and working with the current and future presidents to uh, uh, move forward. Now, you know, th that said, for the little bit of influence that I will have, some of the things that are kind of stand out that are important to me, um, one is just um, um, transparency. Transparency to our members and finding out, getting our members more engaged. Um, just as I wasn't engaged going back years before I you know, um, uh, came to my first NSPS meeting, I think the majority of our state members are really not engaged. Unfortunately, most of them not even with their state association. So to whatever extent that we can provide information in a world that we're all overwhelmed with information <laughs> and, and you know, be transparent about what we're doing, and moving forward and try and raise that engagement level, both at the state uh, with the executive directors and the, and the membership. Um, I think that would just be very good for the organization as a general, I know that's very broad, but that would be uh, one of the things that's in the back of my mind. No, that's very well spoken. And you're, and you're, you're right that, that uh, it, there is so much going on. Everybody's so busy. There's uh, in, in this volunteerism and really trying to promote the profession. Well, it gets put on the back burner for a lot of people if they if it even soaks into their minds. But uh, it's something that obviously leadership at NSPS and the state affiliates need to be able to to uh, to address and really, like I said, get it out ahead. Um, but uh, no, very well, very well said. I appreciate that. Well, trying to trying to be respective of your time, you're uh, you're a working man. So we'll. Um, any final thoughts you'd like to throw out there? Like I said, we've got a couple of days before the ballots go out. What, uh, anything you want to leave with the, with the voters to, to think about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as I said before, we've got a, we've got a couple of very good candidates. So in, in my mind, NSPS can't go wrong. Um, you know, and, and I look forward to that. Obviously um, I'm, I'm hoping that I end up uh, being the, uh, the elected individual, but uh, regardless, I'm committed to fostering the collaboration amongst its members, you know, and that's, uh, you know, there's anytime you have an organization, it's true with state organizations, it's true with the NSPS. Um, hey, we all have different opinions. I, I think that's a general trait of surveyors. 
Um, and it's it's important that we listen to all those different opinions and we hear those different things. And um, that's something that I feel like I've always had kind of a strong, uh, been one of my characteristics that I'm always kind of open-minded to listening to other ideas and trying to find that, that, that best solution that's going to, um, sometimes they're tough, tough uh, decisions, but uh, that's going to best serve the organization now and in the future. Well, very good. Uh, well, like I said, we uh, we appreciate you you've taken the time to a talk to us and b consider uh, this next step in leadership. That uh, it it is a big deal. So, for those out there that are like I said, they're eligible voters. You will be getting a ballot uh, from our elect our election uh, service uh, on Friday. Uh, December 1st. Um, like I said, this isn't Illinois, so don't vote early, vote often. Um, but uh, make sure and, and have your voice, make your voice heard by by submitting that ballot. And so uh, hopefully, Mr. Murphy, uh, whether you, you, you're successful or not, we'll keep talking to you about other great things that were going down the road. Oh, I'll stay involved either way. You can count on that. Well, thank you. Okay, that'll wrap it up for uh, this edition of Surveyor Says, the Vice President uh, Candidate Edition. Uh, subscribe where you listen, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. You've been listening to Surveyor Says, the NSPS podcast, and getting to know our three candidates for NSPS Vice President, James Nicolau IV, Jeff Clendenning, and Tim Murphy. A reminder that voting for this election will open on December 1st, and eligible members will receive an email with a link to the voting site. Subscribe to the podcast on most of your favorite streaming platforms, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. For more information about the podcast and NSPS, please visit our website, nsps.us.com. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.